You're listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online, and my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. Hope you're well. It's almost Christmas 2019. So the interview subject that I have lined up for you is a real good one. His name is Liam Turner, and he's a solo artist from Sydney who goes under the pseudonym Pharmacy. Now, the reason for the chat, I suppose, is because he's got two singles that have been released in the last three months. One of them is called Entropy, and the other one is called Aftermath. And I reckon he might have distilled some of my favourite musical styles into the one track and made it all work. This stuff is seriously just divine. I wish I could play it for you here, but do go online and check it out. He's very easy to find. So check out Facebook, Instagram. He mentions it all at the end. But first up, have a listen to some of the comments and response that he has for my mini questions. And I do praise him quite a bit because I think he deserves it. This is music that's just life-affirming, and I love hearing killer bass playing by somebody who can sing at the same time. So I did fan out a little bit, but, you know, I can do that, can't I? Of course I can. So here he is, Liam Turner, who is Pharmacy. Hey, Liam, Andy McKay-Smith calling for our chat. How are you going? Good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, uh, mate. First of all, thank you for staying up past 10 p.m. for this. I appreciate it. I was just... uh, That's fine. I'm... Man, I'm, I'll, I would have been up anyway. Well, I was so, just so... I've got to tell you, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I truly am, you know. Um, oh, thanks, thanks mate. I appreciate yeah, it. I, I just haven't Cheers. heard somebody doing what you're doing before. I've got to tell you that, you know, and I, I don't remember oh, the last thanks. time I that said that. that means a lot. Cheers. Thanks, it, dude. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a bass player too. I've been playing for, uh, God, almost 30 years at this point, you know. And oh, yeah, nice. I, I nice. just... Great bass playing is always such a great, such a big inspiration to me. And yeah, your bass is so much fun. It's it's such a good instrument to play in a, in that kind of setting. I love it. But the way you're playing it, though, I mean, you really know how to play it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, I, I I've never actually been um, formally taught on bass. Hmm. Um, I've I've had a guitar teacher. Um, but yeah, the bass is something that I've just kind of done out of um, necessity, like prior to um, doing this solo project, um, having to kind of like fill a spot in a band. I started to play the bass, yeah, and um, it's just it's just so much fun. And when you learn about it, you kind of listen to albums differently, listening to the bass part, and um, yeah, I, I I love it. So I'm kind of yeah slowly getting into kind of like slap techniques and some Victor Wooten type playing with like something. Absolutely. Yeah, and, um, that's what I'm hearing, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's that, I mean... Yeah, the a good time. The Victor Wooten's such a good reference because that's what I heard. I heard that in Mark King from Level 42 as well in your opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was the that was the big thing for me, man, because I'm such a massive Mark King and Level Forty Two fan, and and in aftermath, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in aftermath, you know that 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 bass groove that you've got going on, mate, that hints at some serious talent that you've got on the Thanks, bass. Thanks, dude. I, 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 I just oh, you give me a big head. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope people listen to your music and appreciate the effort that you've gone to with it because you've got these yeah. two. I've been sent the two singles from Lee and, and the Firestarter guys. So I've got Entropy and Aftermath. And they're, they're yeah. both similar as you'd, as you'd anticipate. But look, they've both got, they're both, but they're, when you, the nuances are here, okay? So you've got this wonderful bass line in Aftermath. The guitar solo in Entropy is, is a stunner, mate. A great sweeping arpeggio laden extravaganza. But, yeah. but, you know, the other thing about Aftermath is, mate, you've, you've also got this killer 
what I term a Jakey Lee style guitar solo. And you probably you might not even know who that is, but he's Aussie's second guitar, Aussie Osborne's second guitarist. It's just got this. Totally... Yeah, after the um old, old mate died. Yeah, he, yeah, died. he was his replacement. Yeah, but is yeah, that? Do you no, hear that? Do you hear that too in your playing? Because that's what I hear straight away. Yeah, then. yeah, definitely. Um, so it's kind of interesting listening back to those because they were recorded. Oh, close to a year, year and a half ago. Hmm. Um, so my um, kind of what I play now is is a bit bit different to what I was kind of doing back then because I was, uh, started, you know, exploring pentatonics and arpeggios in a really sure. basic form. Um, so yeah, but kind of like my stuff back then was a it's really sort of in the box type stuff. Like I was seeing how much I could get done in a in a box, but recently I've kind of expanded a bit and um opened up from that style of playing but it's still it's still nice to listen to um mm. has a more of a 80s kind of metal vibe to it definitely I absolutely think. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly what i picked up but it's more like a uh you know it's not a not a really heavy metal thing is it like a extreme metal thing is it it's very listenable mate it's like guitar hero worthy you know what i mean yeah <laughs> uh, cheers yeah, yeah I, I spent I, I spend a I spend a lot of time. It, it's great to finally um speak to someone who kind of understands it on um that level. That's Sweet. quite refreshing. Well, that's that's the um, thing about your music. It, it actually it genuinely took me by surprise. So I've said this a lot this this tonight because of this is my interview night. But I get so many releases and mate, I genuinely make an effort to listen to everything, and I I do listen to everything yeah, that Firestar sent through. Yeah. And, and I was I was on the sunny coast um on Saturday, and and I. And I put on yours, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is really <laughs> unique. It's great music. I mean, the trap house feel of the drums as well." So I've talked about you've got these, you know, it's guitar hero thing going on, J.K. Lee style guitar solo, sweep arpeggio guitar solos. You're playing bass like a cross between Mark King and Victor Wooten, and then you've got this trap house feel on the drums, man. But the thing that I, <laughs> the thing that I like is it's actually all working, man. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't sound like it's it's been pieced together like a patchwork quilt, and there's things that just aren't they You know, they're clashing. Everything's cohesive. Thank you. You know, that... um, yeah, it's 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 heaps of fun um, writing that type of music by yourself. I found because um, I've 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 used used to playing in bands and writing in bands, mm. and I found a lot of the time um, you'd have to distill the original idea to kind of suit everyone else's ego in the band yes yeah. so um say if you wanted to do a fucking two minute sweep arpeggio solo you can't you know you have to argue that with um the people in the band you have to make compromises yeah but doing it yourself you can just do whatever you want to do and i feel like that you get a better product at the um at the end of the day and i started to kind of look into that and um i found that most of the music i like is written by a solo artist. Yep. Um, so stuff like um, Stevie Ray Vaughan and um, Sam Galatri and uh, Jimi Hendrix to an extent. Mm-hmm. It's um, kind of like a one man was pulling all the strings. Like Kevin Parker from Tame Impala is another big example. Okay. Yeah. Um, he writes he writes all this all the stuff for Tame Impala. He records the um, the bass, the drums, the guitar, and he sings. Um, and I just think you get you get a better product at the end of the day. I mean, obviously you can there there are bands out there that just gel together and they have this um, this connection. But I think yeah, writing by yourself is 
the most creative musical experience you can have, I think, and the most expressive. I, I, I personally love doing it like that. I think that's where the cohesion comes from. I think that's why it's so cohesive because there's a lot going on. I've talked about three very disparate elements there, you know, the really cool slap bass you've got, the guitar, you know, excellent guitar leads and solos, and then you've got this trap house drum beat thing going on. And I think in less capable hands, man, it would be a disaster. It would just sound like management by committee, you know. But it, it yeah. all – and it does take a few listeners for you to truly wrap your head around, I think, what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish with your music. But it's like once it, it's, a, you know, the band Radiohead, it reminds me, it's yeah, nothing like definitely. that musically, yeah. but you know, with Radiohead, you've got to listen to a track a couple of times yeah. before you go, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. I get what's going on now. And there's little, little Easter eggs hidden within, um, within every new listen. Like you hear something else and you go, oh, I, I love doing stuff like that. I don't know if you've heard of him, but uh, there's this bloke, um, this British guy called Jacob Collier. No. He's a really talented multi-instrumentalist. Okay. Oh, he's like a f- freaky jazz fusion. Yeah, he's crazy. But um, his stuff has got so many little little surprises in the song, whether it's just like a really um, faint chime kind of tapping along in the background or something. It's That's almost subconscious that you kind of don't even know is there. I, I, I love adding those elements. Um, yeah, there's a lot here. Music. There's definitely... I mean, the two tracks, there's enough... I mean... A producer could technically get the two songs and probably craft eight out of all of the things you've got going on. You <laughs> yeah, know. all the stems. Yeah, yeah exactly. The, um, project file at the end of it was <laughs> was pretty grim. It was chugging along on the computer. Wasn't liking it. Oh, I bet. There's there a million different things going on. Um, but where, yeah, no, it's heaps of fun. Where did you get your inspiration from? Because as I say, I haven't heard another artist like you, mate. So who who inspired you to do what you're doing? Um. I got a bunch of weird inspirations actually that aren't even necessarily close to what I do, but it, there there is definitely elements there. Like um, I don't know if you know of a band called Animals as Leaders. Yes, they're like uh, this. Tosin Abbas, you do know fantastic. them? Yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, 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 massive, yeah. yeah. So I'm really influenced by him to the point actually where I got an eight string guitar recently, and um, I've been playing along on that. Okay. Um, so people like him. Um, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's another huge influence. He kind of yeah. he kind of gave me the idea of guitar being more than what I thought it was because I, you know, been playing in kind of like indie rock punk bands, you know, just chugging along on the same four chords. Yeah. And then I re- remember distinctly listening to um, his cover of Little Wing by Jimi Hendrix, and I was like, oh my god, you can do so much more with the guitar. Hmm. Um, so there's stuff like that, like Victor Wooten, like we mentioned before his bass playing and then um i was actually kind of um in my teenage years i listening to a lot of kind of uh avant-garde electronica like really complex lush mm-hmm. electronic music from people like kate trinata and um sam galatry who's this insane okay. um yeah he's he's I'd, I'd say he's potentially the oh one of the top five musicians living at the moment just absolutely mental insane um complex music um that he's done electronically mm-hmm. and so it's just yeah I, I get i kind of get my influences from everywhere but at the end of the day like i don't i don't go out trying to sound a certain way it's just it's just what comes out um mm-hmm. i guess it's just what i do i don't actively try and um sound like something I just, I just have a go. 
Yeah, you're not mining for I sound. I think you sort of the old expression about it sounds a lot to me like you've gotten out of your own way, and I hope that makes sense. You've just let the creativity flow, and this and here it is. You haven't tried to effort. Yeah, it's just there. you know, I I, I I I know what you're saying there. It's just um, and that, that that's a, that's also uh, helped by making it by yourself. Hmm. Is that you're not trying to prove anything to anyone or trying to fit the narrative of what your band is. You know, you just kind of making music like I, I i write multiple songs every day i've got a computer that's absolutely chock full so i'm always writing stuff it's just um sometimes just some something half decent comes out it's got to record it at the right time yeah yeah how, how do you manage balance then you know you're a prolific musician obviously based on that so <laughs> or do, do you do you not do you not even bother you just record music and what just, comes along when it comes yeah along? Uh, yeah I just I'm I'm pretty lucky um, with the job I got at the moment because uh, it's like yeah I get a pretty pretty decent wage and it's only for like a couple of days of intense big days like sixteen hour days and then I get yeah. like the rest of the week off so I can just sit in my little subterranean studio <laughs> and just record all day um, yeah but my uncle's got me in the um, film industry working as a camera assistant. Okay. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have like a big, big three days, and then I'll have um a lot of time off, and I just spend that time like learning music theory and writing and recording and trying not to play video games, just focusing on getting better. So learning music theory—that's that's a really interesting point. That one there. So you're actually actively pursuing this and putting an academic oh, framework definitely. around it. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So um, like I said, I was like I I could I could play for most of my life like I started playing guitar when I was about oh, 11 but I never really got into it and then I was playing in bands in high school but we're just doing you know basic fucking shitty triple J style surf rock stuff um, and then I started opening up my musical horizons and getting introduced to new music by influential people in my life and being like oh my god there's so much more to this than what I'm doing now and um, finding out that theory is I I used to steer away from it like it was the like it was the plague but um, kind of listening to um, what my favourite players have to say and listening to people talk about theory and how it actually you can use it to do so much magical things on your instrument um, I wish I started it earlier so kind of this year I've been really trying to teach myself the framework behind it. So for example, that um arpeggio sweep in um in at the end of entropy, yeah. I mapped that out um using theory, figuring figuring out that I could play this minor seven arpeggio against this chord and I could move up to a major nine arpeggio against the um second chord and that's excellent. it's really cool yeah. that you can use it like that in a creative way yeah and i think what it does is when you put in the effort like you've done is it gives you something to reach for when inspiration is uh you know when you're not yeah. so inspired you know you can fall yeah. back on this stuff and it's amazing yeah yep. i've forgotten most of the theory that i learned because i'm a musician as well as i mentioned and um but i i do wish that i had it i just don't write music anymore i'm just so i'm, I'm a writer I'm, I'm working for the gold coast bulletin and writing yeah. i don't have that yeah. so it's, it's kind of more of a fun like hobby for you nowadays 
Definitely. My, my main thing is just performing covers live. I just love performing in front of people. Um, yeah, it's a good time, isn't it? Yeah, I just love seeing people dance, and I love the adrenaline surge when you see like at least 20 yeah. or 30 people before you all dancing and having fun, and I just yeah. love that. I just love that element of it, you know. So recording and stuff, I've done plenty of studio work too, but that's over 10 years ago now. And, um, and, and I found that in the studio, as you probably know, when you're on somebody else's dollar, you've really got to keep things fairly simple. Yeah. Otherwise, if you try to put all these complicated bass lines onto stuff, it can take you a while to get it done because you might need a couple and of takes or what have you. Do you want to be able to speak the language? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. What, what kind of bass do you have? Music Man. I only play Music Man's these days. Oh, so. nice. A Stingray. So I've got I've got two Sterlings and two Stingrays. So I've got a four and a five yeah. in each um, because I wanted Sweet. to be I wanted to keep the same tone on stage. And I've been I've yeah. been playing them for about twenty years now. And I play Galleon oh. Kruger. Hectic, yeah. <laughs> That's mad. So they're road worn and nice and settled in. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They're just all, although the I was really disappointed about my my first base, first Music Man base I ever got. The the um the truss rod was um was oxidized, so it was rusting. It was really weird. Oh like, no! I went to a yeah, no, I've, I've I've heard heard that happen before. It was so um, weird, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, they, they they completely rot inside the neck. Yeah, it's basically what it yeah. was doing. And and I played, and the neck was. I knew what had happened when the neck went limp, and I thought, well, I'll open it up, and there it was. It was in the middle. They hadn't used a good yeah. piece of steel, you know. Music yeah, and, and you can't you can't turn it for shit because it's just so rusted up that it's just locked in place. And it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Because it yeah. was just really. It was just heavy. I, I love music. I would. I don't think I could ever play. Not not off the rack. You know, I might do a custom thing later on. But in terms of off the rack basses they suit they work for me so i mean i come from that yeah. era when flea was the big bass player and stuff so um they, 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 they've um the bassist that i follow a lot at the moment you know joe dart from wolfpack no no tell me about him oh he's um they're actually pretty pretty big show but he um he has a custom music man i think it's a stingray and um, yeah, he's one of my favourite bass players. They just—they've got a very um, percussive, rounded tone. I—I I, I rate them. Look, when you're um, up on stage, as you know, and you're in your fourth set, and you've been playing for three hours already, man, you're sweating all over the bass guitar. They're just yeah. consistent. Other, I've, yeah, they I've tried whole tunes sturdy. Yeah, yeah they do. I've played Warwick, a few other ones, and they're just—they're just—they sit weird too. They don't. I play upright to almost, you know, real like almost like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I—I've I, I've adopted that technique recently. I've started to do the um, the old classical seating position. I yes. find it um, with the the kind of the neck almost pointing up vertical. Um, well, it makes sense. Nearly for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it's complete just, sense. It's so much more ergonomic. What what do you play? What what what's the bass that helps you do what you do? Oh, oh my god! I I love my bass so much. It's a um, it's a eighties. So it's a, it's weird. It's um, I got it from a vintage shop. It was a Japanese Fender from the eighties, and it had this. It's just a full maple body, full maple neck, mm-hmm. and it had this amazing feel. And I was like, oh my god! But the pickups were extremely average. So I always knew that I was just going to buy it for the body and replace the electronics. Yep. So I got it, took it to my guitar tech, who's an absolute magician. The man's potentially the best in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and we fitted it out with brand new active Damasio pickups and a dark glass freeband EQ active preamp. And it is 
fucking insane. Like you can wind the treble all the way up and the active pickups are actually hum cancelling, but they're still single coil. Mm-hmm. And it's just so bright and percussive and I can compress the absolute fuck out of it and there's no hiss. It's Jeez. just this, this smooth, clean, perfectly intonated little creature and I can't stop playing it. Yeah, I understand what, so you, fun. what you've done. Actually, yeah, you've 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 got a you've got a a bass that's really settled, given that it's almost forty years of age. But the electronics yeah. are modern. You got modern tech yeah. in there. Yeah, completely, yeah. completely refitted the electronics. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it. She's my she's my little baby. Who's the who's and the Lucia that you work with? Is that is that, is that Rod oh, Malia um, down there? Luke or? Luke Ant. He, he's he's kind of known around my parts in the Shire. Hmm. His name's Luke Anthony. Okay. Um, he works out of Menai, which is which is near Cronulla, kind of in the same area. Okay. Um, but he's um yeah he's he's worked on all my guitars. We've done so like I've got I've got some <laughs> I'll just send you some pictures. I got some Sorry. fucking some weird weird guitars. I've also got a a Firebird that's got um a mini humbucker in the neck, a single coil in the middle humbucker at the bridge completely new hardware it's also got a midi pickup in the um in the bridge so i can play my synth using it Wicked. and then i've got a yeah. and then i've got an eight uh, strandberg headless headless eight string which is my kind of go-to recently okay after listening to a bunch of animals as leaders i've been getting heaps into eight string and kind of playing really big open chords it's really nice I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited, mate, to see where you take this. You know that because you, you, I think we're both on the same page musically. I've just been waiting for an artist like you to come along, so I was like, <laughs> get into some, really get into some new, new music and start digging it. But with these influences that we, or inspirations is probably a better word for it because I don't think you sound like these guys. You just, you, you just sound like as though you, you've taken them their template. God, well, now this is how I'm going to interpret it. You know, so yeah. the, the Mark King thing. So I can see, I've seen your, your Instagram. And I can see you singing and oh, playing yeah. bass at the same time, but you're doing this, you know, this Victor Wooten, Mark King style bass playing and singing at the same time. So, mate, I find it incredibly <laughs> difficult to do. I actually, yeah, I, it's, I, it's I can't really do hard. it. How, how do how do you do it? What's what's what what's the Practice. advice have you got? Yeah, just just time, just getting um, a really good tip. Um, I heard. I forget. I think it was my my teacher told me it, but it was. Um, if you want to perform something, it has you have to be. Um, how do you phrase it? I'm going to butcher this quote, but it was something about you got to be better than what you're doing. So you've got to be more comfortable than what you're playing. So say if you have a have a complicated riff, you need to be twice as good as that, so you can hit that riff every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I've tried to do is get uh, so so good at playing that. Um, baseline and singing at the same time that it's it's kind of below my threshold, so I can do it more easily. If that makes I understand. sense. Understand it makes complete like you kind of you kind of you kind of over practice it uh, to the point where it's it's um not at, it's below the level you're at at that point, and you can do it more consistently. Um, that's in the that's in the best case scenario, but um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's still pretty hard. It's a bit of a mind fuck. Um, especially my, my live sets, very yeah. intense to do. Um, I played my first live set a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and, um, I love it. It was, it was, it was so much fun, but it, yeah, just can't be having any beers beforehand. Yeah. For, yeah. 
got to got to sing and play the guitar lines at the same time. It's yeah, very difficult. But, he, but I, mean, I love it. So, but the, the the this is quite technical what you're doing. So I mean, how the hell did you find somebody that could help you up there? Uh, you know, on stage, like, are you when you say you're playing live? Are you playing to a backing track, or have you got a band around you as well? So I I um. I've been using Ableton Live for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my mates in high school introduced me to it. And that was almost what I spent more time in before I started looking into guitar. So I'm really familiar with Ableton. Mm-hmm. And um, I've kind of got this set that is um, it's kind of like half a DJ set, half I'm performing at the same time. Um, so I've got, the, I've got the track pre-bounced and I'm kind of interacting with it with my guitars at the same time so they're both influencing each other so the um the kick drum will still have will still is still side chained to my guitar and my vocals are kind of mixed in with the same effects it's like if you could imagine it's like having a um set open on um pro tools or something and i'm just playing along with one of the tracks but it's all being mixed together yeah okay so I get it's kind it. of this yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. this really weird setup but um I had my doubts about it working, but I've I've played it and it and it all it 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 flows pretty well. So I'm pretty keen to get it get it out there and do it more because it's um I've actually been spending the majority of my time recently in kind of getting this live set together because that was always something that worried me when I started out by myself. I was like, how am I going to perform this? Hmm. Um, but I think I, I think I figured it out. It would just it'd just be great to play more. Um, at the moment. I'm actually really glad you've taken that route because I think I, I had this discussion earlier tonight, but you know, I think exactly like what you said, it's singer songwriters who do everything themselves that make the most cohesive music, but it's it's more that when you're up there on stage and you've got to rely on people and then they don't do necessarily the thing that you want them to do, it can take away from your confidence levels. Yeah. And yeah, you, you can definitely. be very self conscious, so you're not focusing yeah. then on the performance. And you can't, yeah. I can tell, mate, you, you definitely can't fuck around with the stuff you're doing. You really need to be in the moment and on point and well rehearsed with yeah. the stuff you're doing. Because yeah. if you don't, especially with the backing track, it's going to keep going. And if you miss yeah. your vocal oh, cue or it, whatever. It, it, it sounds kind of, people have this um, kind of idea that it's almost cheating when you're playing to a backing track. Hmm. But to be honest, it's it's actually. It's actually harder, harder because it's yeah. so much easier to get lost in the song, and because um, the ba- it's it's not playing to you, you know what I mean. When you're playing with um with people, at least they can kind of warp time and kind of help each other out in a way. But I find it um it's almost more pressure as well because uh, I'm just on stage and there's no one to offset the guilt y- yeah, when you I fuck know. up. I do. I feel that with public speaking, I do a lot of public speaking and and broadcasting and stuff. And yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. It's all you, man. It all lies on you, and you're the yeah. only one making yeah. any noise. Yeah, and that's uh, that. That's kind of heightened as well in the um, sections where I'm playing the bass because I, in my set, I jump around off on instruments. So I've got one song on my guitar, a couple of songs on my bass, a couple of songs on my eight string, but um, definitely the ones where I'm playing bass is uh. When you're when you're playing live and you've got all those low frequencies and the songs kind of pivoting on the baseline, keeping the rhythm sure. and the melody at the same time. Like if you shift from that even a little bit, it just sounds so fucked up and so messy. Hmm. Where about you playing live? Like where do you get the opportunity to perform? When do I? Or where? What venues down in Sydney? 
do you play? Well, I've you only played? I've only played one. I've only played one at um at the local pub, which okay. was kind of put on by me and my mates. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of hard. I mean, to to get gigs and put my music out there at the moment because like uh, I'm just I'm just one guy. So being um at least being in a band, you've got four times the amount of connections. Um, so I, I'm having troubles finding places at the moment and I, I, I don't really go out and hmm. network, hang yeah. out with that crowd. Yeah, I know what you, you mean. You know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I, I've almost spent past couple of years, I just, I just fucking, I just stay at home most weekends and make music, do music. Yeah. But I gotta, I gotta start emerging and getting into that crowd and getting gigs and doing that, that other side of the game, doing all the hustling and, networking and shit um i'm really fucking i'm really bad at that side that's why that's why i got um lee from from firestarter yeah sure because i was talking to the guy who produced my stuff he's like look i know you have trouble doing all this promoting and getting your shit out there so talk to this bloke so Hmm. that's where i'm at now i'm just trying to um kind of network and get gigs and get people listening to it hopefully yeah, yeah, and and how old are you, mate? If you don't mind me asking, I'm 22. Look, I don't give this advice very often, but I'd really encourage you to look about going abroad because it's you know it's tough here to sort of break out of the box. It you is, know, mate. But it is Los Angeles is calling you, brother. You know, I mean, this is music yeah. that I think that you could. I, I genuinely feel, mate, that I, I you know call it intuition, nothing else, just my own instinct and intuition. But I think that if important people hear your music, mate, they're going to be very interested to hear, have a conversation with you. You know, mm. I mean, I think what you're doing is very right now too. I actually think what you're doing is ahead of its time. So, and and the thing about that is, you might not break for another five to ten years or so, but you'll have kept that sound and you'll just be so embedded, mate. When it eventually, when the world music world and the like does catch up to you, you'll just be sorted. Oh, cheers, you'll bro. Just be there. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'd love that. I'd love that more than anything else. If that was a, if that was a thing. Have you got have you got an album in you? Is there an album coming out? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got an EP coming out. It's not like all the songs are recorded. So it will have aftermath and entropy, and I think three other songs. Um, they're all recorded, but it's just a fucking. It's a it's a long process for me to get a song finalised. Um, I do a lot of fucking around. Uh, mm-hmm. in 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 entropy, I think I got up to like. I think just for the solo, I think I had close to a thousand takes. Jesus, a thousand so takes! A lot of, wow. Yeah, just for that, just for that section, it took yeah. me a couple of months just to do that um, sweep section. Um, Why is that? It nearly fucking killed me because um, it wasn't right. Um, yeah, you're like a perfectionist. I yeah, I, I get where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. So I, what what I do is um, I'd loop that section and go fuck. Fuck, fuck, because I wanted it. Um, I wanted a kind of pristine, perfect sound. I want. I, I don't like the. I know. I know it. Some people love it. Have it like the idea of having a playing the wrong note or um, something going wrong, or there's this unique little moment in your um, performance. But I'm not. I'm not about that. I kind of like the per- the idea of the perfect take. So hmm. I'll do a bit of comping when it comes to that, and it takes. It takes a fucking. It takes a long time. But um, I've got three other songs recorded. It's just a matter of polishing them up. Because um, once you put it out there, you can't make any changes to it. 
It's um, agreed. It's, out there. it's a big issue that one with musicians, mate. Right there, I think about yeah. this a lot. It's one of the reasons that I didn't really want to get too much into because I'm a bit of a perfectionist that way myself, and I thought I'd, it'd probably drive me mad. And I've got I've got yeah. kids these days and a whole life going on, man. I just don't have the energy or the the intent to sort of sit it, there. Yeah, and sort it's of any, get it you right. need it's and it's really yeah it's, it sucks the um it can suck the life out of you, especially when you do a, do a full day and you don't get any um any, you don't get anything out of it. Like you listen back to it at the end of the day, you go, fuck, that's worse. Um, yeah. Definitely think, takes a lot of energy. I think that's what I could hear was the, the tens of thousands of hours of recording time that you've, you've put into this. I think I know, I've always, I'm always drawn to musicians who do that. I don't like the one take stuff, you know, cause I think you can Yeah, always... no, I'm not, I'm not into it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone can do it sort of thing. It's a, yeah. I like to hear, I like to hear the effort. That's another thing where if, um, with guitar or, or, Basically, any any instrument performance, um, I think it's something that you have that it has over electronic music. Is when you hear someone and they're playing so well, hmm. you hear a whole lifetime of effort and blood and sweat sure. and tears in yeah. in everything. Yeah, I'm I'm really drawn to that element of, of music. Yeah, so I, can yeah, tell. It's yeah. A, yeah I can tell. So it's a long so it's a long process, but uh, hopefully. Before the end of like halfway through next year, so hopefully a little bit before then, maybe March potentially. I know I just pulled that out of my ass. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I'm working on it all the time. Yeah, and will you be putting so that through Firestarter as well, or are you going to do that? Yeah, somewhere? yeah, good. I'll wait for it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ho- yeah, hopefully. Um, I know. I still, I still get other people listening to it. Like, I mean, I showed it to my friends and family, but that's a very small number of people oh, the, the problem with them too is they're always going to give you positive feedback as opposed to yeah. like legitimate yeah. feedback you know yeah no yeah. It's, it's good I've, I've i've found some people in my life that are dead honest with it which i love hmm. being like nah that shit no nah, that's so yeah I've, I've, I've got some people like that which you definitely need when you're doing it by yourself because hmm. you've got um at, at sometimes you do need someone else's opinion and i'm lucky that i've got people that would just give it to me straight well, which I appreciate. Look, for what it's worth, I'd really encourage you to keep going with the bass playing that you've got because I don't think anybody's doing what you're doing in Australia at the moment. Um, and, and uh, you know, and the, the, the trap beats and the, the, um, the, the, I wouldn't call it dubstep beats, but you know what I mean that you've got going on. I mean, nobody's... The, the, the swung kind of break beat. Yeah, I don't um, know. It's hard to describe. Almost drunken but, feel. Yeah. yeah. I, kind of, I, like the time's a bit pushed. Mm-hmm, it's a little mm-hmm. bit late. You get a lot more emphasis with that. You do, yeah. Um, Behind the beat, that's exactly it. Yeah, I yeah. could, t- I could tell. Like, yeah, I could tell you. You're actually writing a lot of this stuff as a bass player. On that's my feel. You know, yes. if you're playing behind the beat, you know. Yes. Um, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got two huge subwoofers at home, so hmm. I love, I love low frequencies. Always have. So I like to um, really beef that element up to my songs. I do a lot of. When I'm mixing down, I always make sure the bass has a super low rumble to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of comes out of my days listening to electronic music with kind of deep sub basses. I really like that sound. So I also always make sure that my bass is really beefy and thick. Yeah. It's unbelievable, mate, actually talking to you because you're saying the same things. I literally said this earlier. I said whenever I play, I actually try to make my bass sound like a sub bass. You know, yeah, because I'm playing five it. string. I love it. And I was, yeah. I was using when you listen to a lot of, and it's a, it's a naff comparison, but I've got to go there. And... Did you say you're using a five string? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm so jealous. 
Yeah, that's I'll, my next thing to get. I can't wait. Oh, it's a bit. Yeah, no, it's I, a bit more like four string. You can slap the living daylights out of it, and it's brilliant. The problem with five string though is you inevitably hit the B string when you're on the E string occasionally and yeah. stuff, and it's and just boom. yeah. And when you're sweating, it happens, man. It just happens. So yeah. I tend to sort of for the slap stuff, I tend to go across to the um, to the four string. I can like I play like. I play covers, so doing um, Tina Turner's uh, Simply the Best yeah. and that sort of and shit. I play that in the five string and you go, you know, you know, it's there's all this, you can do that stuff, but I can slap on the B string with that. Yeah. Um, but, I, I know what you mean. Like, it's, even on the four string, when you're going for that A, your thumb can sometimes snick the A and it um, fucks everything up. Yeah, if you want a clear tone, yeah, a lot of people slap. You you don't do it, by the way. You've got a really clear emphasis on individual notes. But a lot of people that I see slap, they don't have that. You can't hear every note crystal clear. And yeah. they, they either haven't practiced enough or they've got poor technique on it. And I um, you know, I, I used to do aeroplane, you know, Chili Peppers aeroplane quite a bit. And you'd hit, yeah. to your point, you'd hit the E string and you're going for the A and stuff like that. And that's just, that's just playing live. That shit happens, you know. And I'm not flea, so I'm just doing what I can. But, <laughs> But yeah, no. It's just I'll just go back to that point about playing sub bass because it's been a big thing for me lately. When I listen to a lot of old Kylie Minogue stuff, like she wasn't the writers, Stock Aitman and Waterman and whoever else are the writers. But then the producer comes in and layers all this sub stuff underneath, yep. and it really yep. works, man. It really works with that because I'm playing with a it female vocalist. Oh, it does. It actually fills out the sound and actually gives it that dance quality, which I have to do. Yeah, given I'm playing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to get across. Is that it's a, like bringing that up. So what I was saying before about, you know, I was listening to these genres that don't necessarily have any correlation with mine, but I'm taking stuff from them. Mm. Like I got a lot of that from like listening to trap and how they mix their um, sound. So the, uh, I, I knew that from the start of entropy that I wanted the kick drum to be more of a, more of a thud, more of a pop, not a boom. Mm -hmm. So I mic'd up the kick drum in a way that was kind of going to capture that, 100 to 120 hertz kind of pop mm -hmm. and then i was mixing my bass around the fact that i was going to eq out that 100 to 120 and then beef up the 100 hertz and a blow and put a little cheeky subharmonic generator on it um which is something that you find in that job warm rumble yep yeah so you can yeah. say like i was influenced through that um through the mixing of it yeah yeah well man i just look forward to seeing where you're going i'm definitely going to keep an eye on you there's no doubt about that you're an artist that i'll be, Cheers, I'll be following um so yeah keep if, if you want give, give my instagram a follow because i'm constantly doing shit on that Oh, I did, yeah. Um, I actually, you commented on a comment that I put on there. I actually did a review. I call them micro reviews. That was me that did that. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Oh, you're that bloke. Cool. Yep. Sweet as. Yeah, so I didn't, look, when when I thought, because I had all these, these interviews lined up, and I just messaged Lee today, and I said, look, if this bloke's available, I'd love to have a chat. Um, <laughs> you know, Sick. so it was short notice, but I, I appreciate you doing it, brother, because it's, you know, I'm really... I'm no a fan. Problem. I'm a fan at the end of the day, and I love music. And, <laughs> Thank you. You know, yeah, so, so for the people listening who want to, you know, I can't play the music on the podcast, but for the people listening, hopefully they're inspired to bloody find your music now and really get into what you're doing. Where can they find you? You mentioned Instagram, but if they want to download you, Instagram. Yeah, in, yeah, Instagram's a good place to go because if you go to my um, I've got a little uh, uh thing you can click on on my page bio. 
mm-hmm. which is just a bunch of links that kind of takes you to everything. I'll take you to my Spotify and my YouTube. Um, if you go to my YouTube, I actually did a film clip um, for Entropy. Sweet. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm pretty proud of that, actually. If you, if you want to have a dig, go go have a look at that. Just click on my links on my Instagram profile and it should take you to my YouTube. But um, yeah, if you want to follow it, it's pharmacy underscore XX and pharmacy spelt P-H-A-R-M-E-R-C-Y. It is indeed. So it's like pharmacy, but it's pronounced pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Good image too, man. I love the way you've written your logo and everything else. It all just works. So fine on this. The artwork is... Yeah, really, really into that aesthetic of the... um, the the kind of powdery pinks and blues and purples. What suits you? The kind of colours. Yeah, it's very very suitable. It's very appropriate. Uh, and I've painted painted all my guitars in that colour scheme as well. So. I'm looking at it now. He's looking at your Firebird here, um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's fucking. It looks like a bomb. That thing. <laughs> it does a bit, doesn't it? Yeah. With the Seymour Duncan's yeah. there, and what's that? You got that yeah. Fishman triple play. There you go. Yeah, you got it all. Yeah, there. and then I've got um the the five switch switch switching system, which is like the five little mini switch knobs on the um fucking side of it. Yeah, gotcha. Oh. Yeah, you got a string dampener there on your bass, and you got your Mark bass yeah. cab there too. Yeah, I could tell you played Mark bass. You're you're a Mark bass player, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go for any other amplification with what you're doing, mate. Um, you know, uh, I wish I'd sort of started with Mark Bass, but I'm just so, I, I just so used to the Galleon Kruger sound, um, and I've been playing it now for about twenty years or so. I just can't go away from it. Worn in, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. worn in. I'll you get, you of... get emotionally attached. You get emotionally attached to gear as well. For well, sure. it just Which looks normal. Import... Yeah. Yeah, like if I'm looking at like when I set up and then I walk to get a beer from the bar and then I'm looking at my gear. I just you look see at it. It's, yeah, the, it's me. The aesthetic's yeah. a huge element. It's such a big element of it. You got to like what your gear looks like. I feel you got to have an emotional connection to your instrument for sure. That you do. I'm glad you. I'm all about that. that. Yeah, I'm glad you understand because people dismiss it, you, but it's the aesthetic needs to be right. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It all comes down to confidence for me and the ability to get up there on stage for me three or four sets a night when I'm playing and and just to do what I do because the last thing I want to be doing is sort of looking daggers at my own gear thinking, what the hell have I done? And I've been in that yeah. position, yeah. you know, where I've hated Oh, we've all been there. We're, 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 we've all done that. We've all gone to a jam and been like, fuck, this rig sucks. <laughs> and um, you need to yeah, use that as inspiration to sort your shit out. Yeah, I just found um, I found that I was, I was chewing up cabs for breakfast, and I just all of the, you know, where they were saying, you know, if you got a eight hundred watt head, you only need a four hundred watt cab. That's bullshit for me. It is bullshit. It's bullshit. It, it, um, <laughs> I, I've also I used to be have a lot of um analog gear, but I um I moved away from that. I've gone fully digital recently, and I don't regret it for a second. I'm with you. There. So I've gone I've I've gone down the um path of kind of amp sims and yeah. um doing everything live with Ableton. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Like, if you have a good killer analog rig and you just play guitar, like, do it. But um, I'm finding that more and more of the kind of big new players in the game are all doing, like, especially you look at any Instagram guitarist, they're using amp modeling. Yeah. Um, Kemper. Yeah. You know, toast. Yeah, Kemper or using, um, there's this company called Neural DSP, okay. which do mm-hmm. these um, incredible... Um, plugins that are just so real and in my opinion better than the real thing but that's just because i'm a little i mean i'm a sound purist i don't like any hiss in my in my chain oh yeah that so having sucks. a um yeah. yeah having like this super clear 
so yeah, all, all the um, all the guitars that you hear on those two tracks and all the basses running through digital modeling. There's um, no um, no analog gear used in that. I'm so glad you say that. I've, I've played with guys who you know the ACDC brigade, you know, which is very big in Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they and, they, turn... and they're just oh, yeah, they're disgusted by it. Yeah, uh, I know those. I know those blokes. Well, but the um, sound is awful. They're man. fading. Yeah. They sound like yeah, shit. I, I agree. And I, I agree. I, they sound like For AM sure. radios, and and it's like, oh, wait until the tubes warm up, and I'm like, I don't care, you know, whatever. I mean, it's... and <laughs> I feel like it's um, it's like the same thing that happened to um, Shay Macius from um, fucking Dinosaur, Dinosaur Jr. Jr. Yeah. Is that he's um, he's a great guitar player, but his tone fucking sucks. Like, let's be real. Agree. Like, I, I love him. I love his music, but like, he runs a. A Jaguar Squire. Yeah, it's awful. Through a through yeah. a fucking through a distortion pedal and then into a treble booster, and um, I used to always think I was like, "What the fuck is he doing?" And then I read an interview, and he's um he has really bad hearing damage. Like he's been a he's been a metal drummer as well since the fucking seventies eighties. Yeah. So his hearing's fucked, and he's compensating with um with excessive treble and that kind of like you were saying before, the AM radio sound, like it's like that hiss when you listen to it live, like this really piercing cymbals and the really kind of sharp guitars. Hmm. It's um, probably sounds normal and warm to those old guys. So it, I think that's... It, it probably does, man. It's just, I hate being up... I actually don't even want to play with them anymore, man, to be honest with you. I actually got out of playing with... What I figured out for me, man, is if I played with um, bands that had female singers, I generally played with more agreeable musicians. It's just how it worked out. Whereas when you've got a rock guy up front, you get these rock yeah. kids in the band with you who, who yeah. talk... They literally talk about ACDC in between the sets rather than the football scores. You know what I mean? That's great. And I'm like... Oh, Quality. Oh, I'm Fuck like... Hell. Shut up. Yeah. Just cringing. Oh, I'm just... Yeah. This is I'm 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 out of there. I'm looking at the footy scores. I want to talk to somebody about the Tigers or whatever, you know, and <laughs> and um and and or the Wallabies right. and and these idiots are banging on about fucking which album had the best guitar so which which uh um bloody Malcolm Young guitar tone was the best. It's like it's all the same, mate. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Like they said, it was the same. Exactly. They, 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 they've <laughs> been like, yeah, we wrote the same album three times. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's yeah, they, and. They, Especially being like a more of a, I, w- I wouldn't call myself a funk-oriented bass player, but I think you know where I'm headed. Similar to yourself, it's a part of my, what makes me a musician, that music, funk and jazz. And it's at odds with those it's guys. a lot more nuance, a lot Why more nuance than just um, the kind of basic four-chord rock. Yeah, I'm, I know what you mean, for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, I've, I've become a bit of a snob when it comes to that, <laughs> that well, shit well I understand why why you've sort of you know you, you, you've sort of become yeah you're sort of doing things alone because it's when you, you're doing what you're doing it's very hard to get bog standard musicians to relate to what you're doing yeah. I think and that's that's going to be a challenge for you moving forward when you do you might you probably will no doubt get some offers to play live and they'll want a band around you from the visual perspective and yeah. and I think that's going to be a challenge is finding people who really sort Definitely. of follow your instructions yeah. on that yeah I mean they, they are out there they're just in such high demand hmm. that's why I think um, LA would be good for you mate because there's every musician in the world wants to go there if they want to do it seriously and there's going to be yeah. heaps they're all Nashville unbelievably Nashville's huge for musicians yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. These are all things that I'd love to do for sure. Um, yeah. cool. Maybe one day, maybe one day. He's hoping. 
Fingers crossed, yeah, fingers crossed for you, mate. But uh, but it's been a wicked chat, man. I'm I'm so glad I stumbled across your music, and uh, I've got your yeah, no music problem. to listen to. Thanks from, for you know. following along. Yeah, so uh, look, what I'll do from here is, if you're happy with everything we've spoken about, I certainly am. I'll just release it on Facebook, and I'll tag you in. Yeah, sweet eyes. And don't forget to watch that film clip. I think you'll think you'll enjoy it. No, it's what I'm going to do after this. Actually, yeah, I'm going to put it on, um, and uh, you know, probably. Um, just put one of the kids are in bed. Yeah, they're in sleep, I think, or thereabouts. I can't hear them anymore. So <laughs> I've got some time right. to actually listen to it. So, yeah, I will, man. Yeah, yeah. So, but look, Cheers, well done mate. again, man. And uh, good luck with everything. Thanks, bro. Thanks for the chat. No worries, brother. Okay, talk to you soon. Uh, later. Soon. Catch ya. You've been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. And my name is Andrew Mackay-Smith. That interview subject was Liam Turner, a Sydney-based musician who goes by the pseudonym Pharmacy. Thanks so much for listening.